Hi, my name is Leo WT, and you have found your way to the Conversations Podcast. Conversations exist to create spiritually minded conversations about life. We desire to create safe space for dialogue and community. We desire to come together regularly and intentionally to generate conversations about life, belief, and the intersection of the two. Everyone is welcome at the conversation. Hey, what's up, friends? I am popping on a live real quick before I have to get ready for work. I'm cutting it close, and I'm sure that if Elle sees this, she's going to be like, what is Leo doing? But I had some thoughts kicking around in my head, and I really wanted to share them with the world um, because I think they're really pertinent for right now, uh, and they, they kind of just formalized in my heart so strongly since last Wednesday that I feel like they need to come out. And so I'm going to do that now. Uh, hopefully some of you guys watch it. Hopefully some of you guys share it. If you don't, it's still out there in the world. And I'm going to feel better knowing that I put that out there. Um, but there's something in my life happening right now that I'm, I've really been thinking about a lot. And um, it has to do with the events that took place in the Capitol last Wednesday right? So the attempted insurrection, the attempted coup uh, of the U.S. government, the overthrow of the U.S. government by extreme um, fringe beliefs kind of be bleeding into uh, American society and being stoked by a leader who has selfish gain uh, at hand, right? And so these are, these are my thoughts, and I'm going to lay them out for you. I've literally been workshopping them, right? Uh, here's the thing. If I hear one more white person call for peace in this moment, my head is going to explode. And if they use MLK, I, I literally might have a heart attack. Because this is not the moment, this is not a moment to, to take a, a black leader, a civil rights leader and whitewash him to create white comfort. I was watching the House hearings yesterday and the Republican representative from Arizona, I want to say it was Debbie La Lesko. I don't remember the first name uh, because I wasn't familiar with her, but, but she was saying essentially that in this moment, in this moment, to call for accountability for presidential actions and presidential complicity in the uprising in Washington is to create division. And I'm going to be real with you. I almost pissed my pants and then my head almost exploded. And then I was like, I'm going live tomorrow. Uh, but here's the thing. This is not the moment to call for peace. Any call for peace right now is cheap and it is, it is not whole and it is not holistic. And I will go so far as to say it's not holy, right? And here's why. Uh, in this moment, we are seeing the systemic dysfunction caused by a, a, a constitution and a government and a, a country built on genocide and racism and ism and phobia and othering. We are seeing the systemic fractures and fallout from that original point of belief. So to call for peace right now is absurd because we do not just get from where we are to peace right? That, a call for peace right now is akin to white comfort, to whitewashing, and to an attempt to escape the ramifications and consequences of our nation's actions, okay? So roll with me on this. I'm going to get like a little bit 
nerdy and a little bit Jesus-y, but the, the metaphor is really, really deep, right? So in the Bible, and particularly in how we experience the Bible in Western culture, um, we view God as a divine judge, right? And so justice in the Jude or in the Christian, Western Christian, Western evangelicalism concept, justice is God as a divine judge. And we are in a courtroom and we are being weighed and we are being tried for our actions to see if we can be found, you know what I mean, whole or complete or whatever. Like that is how we view justice in the Western world. Here's where it gets dope. I was reading a book called Holy Envy by Barbara Brown Taylor, who was an ordained Episcopalian minister. My goal in this year is not to just say I'm interfaith, but to act on that, to make it a verb, right? So last year I was working on being anti-racist. Like you can't just not be a racist. You have to actively be anti-racist. And so now I am trying to be actively intersectional, right? So I read this book. And in this book, we're taught, there's, the author is talking about Judaism, and so roll with this. It gets so cool here. In the Jewish faith, when they think of the concept of justice, and specifically justice and how it relates to divinity, they see God and justice as a through a metaphor of God being a doctor that is looking to heal what is broken and to aid what is hurting and to set in place the things that have been fractured. And that, my friends, I think is how we get to, to peace in this moment. We don't get to peace because, because white people say they want peace. We get to peace through seeking and actively working towards justice. Justice being fixing that what is broken, removing that what is causing pain, taking out the cancer that is causing, uh, you know, death. That's how we get to peace, is by seeking that kind of justice. Not a justice that's heavy-handed, but a justice that is saying, we see that, that there is hurt that has been caused, we see that there is fracture that has been caused, we see that there has been disease, and we see that there are systems in place in our country that actively work to perpetuate where we are right now. And we have had enough. We are standing up and we are seeking for justice that heals and that restores and that provides aid and that brings hope. And that is how we get to peace. Any white person calling for peace right now is the most sus individual you could ever experience. Because if you are a white person right now, your job is to work for justice and to fix that which is broken and that which is actively harming whole entire portions of our population. In our work for justice right now, especially as white people, we must seek to invoke an idea of justice that is healing what is broken and that is fixing what is wrong. Any call for peace without justice is incomplete. It will not happen. I have Shalom tattooed on my knuckles uh, because it's one of the biggest concepts that I really took away from my reading of the Bible. When I came out, I had to kind of, I found myself divorced. Uh, not even, I didn't even choose it, but, but the communities of faith that I had been a part of pushed me out. 
And so I had to decide what I wouldn't negotiate on, like what was mine and what was my belief and what was my purpose and where I would not go back from. And so I settled on peace. And I think in this moment, it's our job as people uh, in America, especially people that hold social capital, i.e. white people, uh, people who have wealth, people who are homeowners, people who have any level of privilege, it is our mandate to go out into the world and to use that privilege to work for justice, which will bring about peace. But you cannot have peace without bringing about justice. Think about it in the doctor model. Like if we just slap a bandaid of peace over this gaping wound that has been exposed in our country in this past year, the infection is still there. So if we're going to work for justice, right? We have to scoop out the infection. We have to cleanse the wound and we have to help it close and heal. And then we will find peace. Then instead of a Band-Aid, we've got a healing taking place. If I hear one more white person, especially a white lawmaker who has multiple layers of privilege, call for peace without acknowledging a need for justice, then I cannot get with them. Because it's not whole and it's certainly not genuine. If you cannot call for justice in this moment and you instead try to call for peace, you are doing it for appearances. Because if you really want peace in this moment, you will call for justice. And you will not say that a call for justice is divisive because calling for peace right now is what is divisive and it's intentionally trying to silence the the anguish of minority people in our country and it's not okay i got all that from uh listening to c-span yesterday and i couldn't even listen to the whole thing so those are my thoughts on what's happening at the moment um I know that we'll hear by the end of the today about impeachment and such, but I think especially on a local level with the people in your life, with the people on your Facebook, if you are a person of privilege, right? Lots of layers of privilege. And if, you're, if you don't think privilege exists, I don't know why the hell you're on my page because <laughs> we disagree fundamentally. But if you are a person of privilege, it is your job. Where's my camera? your job. It is your job in this moment to actively call for justice and challenge people who call for a false sense of peace. That, I think, is how we begin to work for justice in our daily lives. It's our responsibility, right? This is a national, or this is a federal thing happening, but this is a way we act locally. We challenge folks, maybe not on Facebook because it's not always useful, but we challenge folks and systems and governments and aldermen and mayors and elected officials. We challenge those systems to be actually just and to live up to what our constitution and declaration should be. I believe in America at this moment enough. I believe in the idea of America enough to challenge it. And I'm going to, in my own personal life, work for justice in this way. And I would hope that others would join me. Um, it would be greatly appreciated.
If you are in the Olean area, let's chat. Uh, if you're in the conversations group, let's dialogue about this. But there is something that we can all do to work for justice today. Even if it's saying to a racist family member, I do not agree with what you're saying because it is false. I don't know, man. We got to take some sort of action or our heads are going to explode. <laughs> My head's going to explode when I was watching C-SPAN. My head was going to explode when I saw a white person quote Martin Luther King Jr. in a call for peace in this moment. Not, not your thing, white people. Not your thing. <laughs> Do not whitewash that. Um, justice must come first. And the justice must be a justice that seeks to heal uh, brokenness and wounds and centuries-long anguish. It has to happen that way. Or it's not real justice and it's not real peace. All right, friends. I got to go to work. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. Um, let me know if you have some thoughts on this. It would be great to talk with you. Bye. This has been the Conversations Podcast. Thank you so much for joining. If you have any questions or comments or just want to get involved, feel free to join the conversation on social media. You can find us at Conversations Official on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And please don't forget to rate, follow, and share this podcast. We're available on Anchor, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for joining the conversation.